Welcome to Breast Friends Cancer Support Network. Your host is Michelle Beck. Our show is here to help breast cancer patients, survivors, thrivers, their friends and family by providing resources, support, and inspiration they can use right now. Here is your host, Michelle Beck. Hello, and thank you for joining us today. I'm Michelle, and this is Breast Friends Cancer Support Network. I am a two-time 10-year survivor of breast cancer. I'm the patient programs assistant at Breast Friends of Oregon. And when I have time, you can find me on social media at I Never Liked Pink, and we rise by lifting each other. So today, I am welcoming a friend to the podcast who I've known for a couple years and one of his board members. So I've got Baron Robeson. Is that right, Robeson or Robeson? Robinson. Robinson, sorry, without the N. And he is the executive director of Kicking Cancer, an organization empowering individuals to thrive through their cancer journey with support education for all types of cancer. So we're kind of, we're not just talking about breast cancer today, but so many of these themes run through the entire cancer journey, no matter what you're diagnosed with. And we also have Robin Paulison, who is on the board of directors, and she runs the Pathways program at Kicking Cancer. And we're going to talk about all of this today, but really focusing on the emotional support that everyone needs when you're going through a cancer journey, the patient and also the family members. And Robin is going to focus on helping the youth of the families that have been affected by cancer, which is so important. So Baron and Robin, thank you so much for being here today. I appreciate it. Our privilege. Thank you. And Baron, so let's start with you. Why now, as far as I know, you are not a cancer survivor. Why did you start kicking cancer? It was November of 2015 that my, my sister was diagnosed with breast cancer. And hers did go metastatic. Um, by late 2017, things were looking a lot better. The markers were all looking pretty good. And she came to visit me Christmas 2017. And, you know, we just had a wonderful visit. She lives in Arizona. So she flew home. And early 2018, I heard about this uh, little adventure in Canby called the, it's called the Warrior Dash. And it's a three-mile trail run with some little obstacles along the way. And, and it sounded like fun. And so I called her and asked her if she wanted to come and do it with me. And she said yes. And at the time, I was working at Costco. I went to work. And a few of my friends said they wanted to join us. And all of a sudden, I had this little team of people. And we all wore these really bright pink shirts. Um, breast cancer is kind of a softer pink. And this is a big and bold in your face, Pepto pink. Um, and on the front of it, it says kicking cancer with this little donkey on it. And 42 people did that warrior dash with my sister. That is a true show of support. And obviously I've met, I've met Brenda and she's amazing. And it's, you can see how people do rally around those who are going through a cancer journey, but unfortunately not everyone has the support that Brenda does, um, and so you did that first warrior race, and then you're now a 501c3. What propelled you to take it further than just the race? That's a great question. I appreciate that. Um, when she flew home, I, I said, you know, what you're doing to stay alive, sis, is, is she just eats real food. You know, she got this processed food out of her system. She's eating real food. She does moving every single day. And I said, why don't we start sharing that with people? And so we formed this little not-for-profit 
And a friend of mine said, if you want to do what you're trying to do, you need a 501c3. So late 2018, we actually did everything we needed to do to become a 501c3 um, and then launched early 2019. So we are right now at our uh, just at our four-year mark. Uh, but, you know, it was really just a case of just supporting people in that journey with cancer and then educating people on how to hopefully not get cancer. That was the very essence of what we started. Well, and four years in, you're doing a great job. We're going to talk about your Go Teams programs and um, some other things that you do. But it's it's pretty amazing because a lot of organizations don't last, and yours just keeps growing and growing, which is fabulous. And listeners, if you're if you're not watching this, um, Baron has his T-shirt on, and you know he says it's a little donkey, but it's a donkey that's literally like got its hind legs up in the air and just so active in kicking the cancer away. So it is definitely a fabulous logo. Yeah, we say that we're kicking cancer in the donkey. <laughs> Can't make me laugh too much today. Um, I have, you know, the 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 coughing, sexy voice. Um, so, Robin, now, when and how did you meet Baron and get involved with kicking cancer? Well, I I survived cancer myself, and a friend of mine's friend um, was going through the, her cancer journey. And she was one of the go teams early on. I think one of the very first ones um, that Kick and Cancer had. And uh, I went on the walk to support um, her friend. And that's where I met Baron. And I had just come off of my cancer journey a short time before this. So I, I really wanted to get involved in something. So that's where, you know, during my journey, that's where Pathways was formed because of what I saw. Um, and then I just, well, Baron talks. <laughs> and he and I just started talking and talking and talking. And that's where he realized I had this program. It's a needed program. So he invited me to join him on this journey with him. So, Yeah. And, and now we're and president of the board. We're gonna oh you're president. Well, thank you. Cause that that's and you you work full time, like and you yes. And so this is not like your full-time passion project. So you're you're giving of your time just because it is so important from what you witnessed on your own journey. And we will get into that a little bit later. So thank you also for being here. How far out are you from your treatment? Six years in June. Congratulations. Uh, hitting the five-year mark is so exciting. And then every day after that, you can just breathe a little bit easier. You Yes. It was amazing what I felt when I passed the five-year mark. People don't really understand unless you go through that journey. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, I went and celebrated with my my two children. Well, and that's what you said right there is, which is so important why you find a community because people do not understand unless they've been through the journey in all aspects of it. And that includes your children, your spouses, your partners, your friends. They, as much as they can want to support you in a wonderful way, it's hard because they haven't been in your shoes. Yes. Yes, that is so true. Well, thank you for being here today. And we're going to, I'm going to jump back to Baron for a minute here. So Baron, I, I've mentioned the Go Team. What is that? What It's one of the programs that you have. What does that entail? It's funny how the name for that started. Um, when I was supporting my sister, we created a GoFundMe account. And I realized, you know, no one's going to donate if they don't know about it. Uh, and so I, I just sent a message off to KGW there in Portland. And 
I said, hey, I have an idea for a human interest story. Uh, interestingly enough, Tracy Berry was about ready to retire, and she decided to take that story herself, which, you know, still nice. truly amazes me. Um, but she came down here to Salem, and we did a little uh, video. And right at the end, we're all on these elliptical machines, and she told everybody to say, go team Brenda. Okay. And so we all did. And that was kind of the birth of that name. Uh, and as we moved along, I'm like, you know what? If other people will step up and support their friend the way I supported Brenda, then that's a go team. And so like Robin talks about um, her friend, Cheryl, had another friend named Rachel. And Rachel was dealing with bone cancer. And so it became go team Rachel. And then, of course, when I met your organization, um, Becky Olson announced that Mm-hmm. her breast cancer had come back. And so then it became go team Becky, but it's just a rally cry around the person who is in the fight. And you do this on a quarterly basis. Is that correct? Yeah, we do one a quarter. Um, our goal is to try to do a, a little extra. So this quarter we actually have two going on, but it basically, you know, the effort to put one together, we can, we can successfully do one a quarter. Uh, five would be great to do five in a year, but yeah, basically quarterly. And I was listening to one of your other podcasts the other day. Can you tell us where listeners can find that, your radio show, and then the podcast? Because you have great information there. Well, if they want to listen to the radio show and they're anywhere in the area, they can go to uh, 1220 AM, 104.3 FM, or you can go to kslm.news. Um, it airs at 9 AM on Saturdays. And then on Monday, it goes to a podcast. And we're on all, we're on all the platforms. Spotify, Audible, every platform has it. It's called Kicking Cancer Cares. And there's a usually a picture next to the title. And so you can actually scroll back to the first part of uh, December. There's a picture of Becky Olson mm-hmm. because we actually did one. It was called Climb the Bank for Becky. And I told how I met you guys and, you know, the whole climbing that bank. But uh, Kicking Cancer Cares is the name of our podcast. Perfect. Thank you. And I was listening to an episode from that just came out this week and you were talking about a fundraiser that's coming up, I think on February 11th or 12th, maybe. Um, and you're doing a karaoke challenge, which I think is magical where you, um, you challenge people and if they don't want to do it, they just up the donation. So it's like, Oh, I'm going to donate $20. Oh, well, I don't want to. So the next person is 40 and so on and so on. And that's a fabulous way to raise money because if someone like challenged me, I'd be like, no, here's my money. Cause I can't sing. <laughs> so I really love that idea. Um, how do you get submissions? Who, how do you choose who is going to be helped each quarter? Um, that's a great question. too. As the organization began to grow, and again, I'm just going to back up to Robin for a second. I, I met Robin in 2019. We were uh, we were about six months old as an organization, you know, and so the foundation was being formed. And um, Robin joined the board, and now she's the president of the board. But we realized that go teams they had to be some structure in how someone's name. Um, the, the board said whatever's pulling at Baron's heartstrings isn't a good criteria for a go team. So if you go to our website, which is kicking-cancer.org, the high between the two words, so kicking-cancer.org, and where it says support, there's actually a tab that says go team. And if you would like to submit your friend's name, then you click that button and you, you know, you tell what support they're looking for. You submit a little 
essay, basically. Um, it's very similar to Make-A-Wish, where you submit a kid's name. It's a very similar concept. You would submit your friend's name, and then we, we would then contact you and begin discussing, you know, is this reality? How can we make this happen for you? That's the basic process. And so in the Go Team's quarterly, you know, session of support, you are obviously helping the patient. And I know Pathways helps youths, but do you have ways where you help the entire family or support system? How does, how does that work in, uh, in addition to, say, fundraisers or other things? Um, and again, when you go there, sometimes that need is financial. Sometimes that need is emotional. Um, and I mean, I mean, no one's going to turn money away. So financial is always part of it. But, you know, again, I'm, I'll circle back to Becky Olson. In that case, um, I had already decided to do the stair climb in Portland. I was going to do it anyway. And so I told Becky that I would do it, in, you know, in her honor, kind of motivated me to keep, keep climbing the stair stepper. Um, but I think in every case, whenever a go team comes in, the entire family is part of it. Good. Because we say, look, we don't know your sphere of influence. We don't know. We don't know who you know. And if this is going to be successful, you have to step up. And guess what? When they step up to help their friend or their family member, when they step up, the whole, whole family becomes part of the go team, and that's why they're successful. Got it. That makes so much sense. So, as you mentioned, the financial support and emotional support. Do you, in addition to the the fundraisers or the activities, how, because obviously you're one man, you can't do everything. Do you have volunteers? And I know you do have a, a staff who does office and accounting and things like that. But do you have volunteers who work with these, with each team every quarter? Uh, most of the volunteers are actually the family members themselves. Okay. Um, like, for example, the one that you just mentioned is, is a gal there in Albany. Um, who I actually haven't met her yet. I haven't met Carrie Burwell yet. Uh, I work alongside her sister, uh, Mandy Clark, who's basically the head of the committee to put together. And then uh, Mandy's mom, Mandy and Carrie's mom, is also part of that committee. So I'm just kind of leading the charge on how do we make this successful for you? And we're just trying to bring our years of experience of doing this but you know what? If they will not do it, if they will not step up and help, if they think that kicking cancer can do all the work, it's going to fall on its face because we don't know your sphere. You have to help. <clears throat> and so, you know, to your question, the volunteers wanted to be in the family and the friends of the person involved in the fight. Perfect. Now, you've been doing this for four years now, and hopefully, every, you know, every quarter you – well, let's let's say sponsor someone. What kind of feedback have you gotten from the people who've gone through your programs? Um, I think one of the biggest feedback was one we did, and you know, we talk about trying to make it through COVID. Um, we put together a fundraiser in July of 2020, so now we're into the COVID and, and protocols. But it was a gal in Lebanon who had already beat cervical cancer. She had muscular dystrophy and multiple sclerosis, and she was right at the verge of getting blood cancer. She just was had, she was a medical mess. And um, we put together a, a great event. It was called Rallying for Rebecca. And uh, her husband was a drummer in a band. And so a number of bands donated their time. And we had this full day of music. Well, when it was all said and done, um, she 
Oh, and and we raised a little over ten thousand dollars that day, which paid off. Amazing. But she called me about uh, a year afterwards, and because of how her body responded to that emotional support, the muscular dystrophy was going away, and she was actually on a treadmill for the first time in her life. That is that's that's such an inspiration to hear that just reaching out to your organization and then you coordinating with the friends and the family and doing a full day of music, which is healing on so many ways. But myself and Robin, as you know, having support of the people around you because is so key because so many times people have no idea what to do and cancer affects all of us in the household or, you know, in the friend group, but people are like, oh, what can I do? What can I do? But having kicking cancer there to help put on these types of events and spearhead the families is so important because then the patient can see that the people, their loved ones are there to help them. And you giving them that guidance is so key. So I love that. So we are going to take a short break. So listeners, please stay with us. If you are interested in donating to Kicking Cancer, you can go to their website and or you can do so for Breast Friends. They're both wonderful organizations and every dollar helps at at every organization. So obviously, um, kicking-cancer.org. Is that right, Baron? Yeah, perfect. And breastfriends.org. And if anyone is interested in either of the programs, please go to our websites and check them out to see what the various organizations can do for you. Stay with us. We'll be back in a minute. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. Thank you for listening today. Breast Friends needs your support. We rely on donations to continue our mission that no woman goes through cancer alone and to keep the show going. Please consider making a tax-deductible donation to Breast Friends. You can text BF Radio to 41444 or visit us at breastfriends.org to donate. You can also like us on Facebook at Breast Friends of Oregon or follow us on Instagram at Breast Friends PDX. Be sure to tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 p.m. Eastern Time for Breast Friends Cancer Support Network. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access, all the time. Voice America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. You are tuned in to Breast Friends Cancer Support Network. To reach the program today, please call us at 1-866-472-5792. Again, that's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to michellebeck at breastfriends.org. Now, 
back to the show. Thanks for staying with us. I'm Michelle, and I'm here with Baron and Robin from kickingcancer.org, um, located in Salem, Oregon. And we've been talking about the importance of having emotional support from an organization, but also your friends and family, and how important that is to a cancer journey. And <coughs> excuse me. And I'm going to jump over here to Robin, who's the president of the board. And I know because I've done my research that the Pathways program, which is part of Kicking Cancer, came from Robin's own personal journey with breast cancer. So Robin, can you tell us a little bit about that, please? Oh, sure. Um, In my journey, um, I didn't have a go team because we weren't around at that point in time. So I did this journey by myself and my girlfriend, Cheryl. So we were the support and I had the story with my, you know, children. Now they were more of an adult at that time, but it affected them greatly and they had no one to go to. And I, you know, so I kind of made bargains with my son, how he could help me. And if I lost my hair or something, because I didn't know what I was going through at that time, mm-hmm. um, he could pick my wig out. We do everything together. So I, I was my children's support as well as my own and going through the treatments, um, going through the, um, oh, there, there is a program here in Salem that assists, um, breast cancer survivors. And so I went through there and what I was hearing were the stories of the children, Okay, right? There was, there was just nobody there for them. And then I started doing my research and alcohol, drugs, suicides run rampant among these children. They fall through the cracks because everyone's supporting the ill person. So I developed this program. We are a mentorship. We go in and just be there for the kids. We are their person, go-to person. So, you know, the volunteers go in. Sometimes they're helping with homework. Sometimes let's go out, have an ice cream and just talk. Uh, The kids will call up and say, hey, you know, I'm upset. Something happened. I'm angry. They help them understand what they're going through. Not only at that time, what we do is help them create that they are vitally important people in this world, notwithstanding the journey that their parent or sibling is going through that they have, they can create their own world. So we help them see that they are important and they're important to themselves as well as their family, as well as society. And that's what we do. So we take them every three months. We do a networking where we bring all the kids together. So they're not, so they don't feel like they're alone in this journey. Mm -hmm. And uh, we go do something fun. And is it a same type of quarterly thing where you are there supported for the the youth in a three month period, or is it longer than that? It it's for the whole journey of that okay. family. And yes. do they people sign up the same way they would someone would sign up for Go Team? Uh, there is a sign up um, application on the website. Um, it's under um, the Pathways program. So you go to the website, look up the Pathways program, and the application is right there. And what is the general age range of those that you have served in the past? 
So the age range of the programs from like seven to 18. Um, I'm actually contemplating having a support group for adults later on once we're really rolling. Uh, COVID really put a hindrance on the program. So we're ramping back up this year. Well, it definitely did in COVID brought its own share of heartbreak and challenges. But one thing that it did allow was for all of us to get familiar with virtual meetings. And that has actually really helped us at Breast Friends because not everyone who's in active treatment wants to go out to a meeting. So last night we had our virtual newly diagnosed active treatment group and we had eight women on there. And it was great because they don't have to get out of their bed. So one blessing from COVID. Yes. <laughs> now you had mentioned the... Now, I know you probably have different access to these numbers than the rest of us because you do work in government law enforcement. Is that correct? I actually changed over. I left oh. them as of the end of January and uh, am working in um, an organization that we go out. Um, I'm a master practitioner of uh, neuro-linguistic programming, trauma therapy, um, timeline therapy. So I work with people and those issues to help unblock so they can move on. So you you really have the chops to back up this program that you're doing, which yes. is is super impressive. But you had mentioned earlier that the the numbers of children who who are surrounded by cancer in their family for depression, alcohol, drugs, suicide, it really goes up. How how did you like what kind of research or what did you really find there? So I am a researcher and I went into the CDC. I went into, I went into all of the medical professions and there really wasn't a lot of information. So I went into, um, um, the programs like, um, CASA and, Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's the programs that, are for kids that have the disease. And then I went back and started talking to the people and they're telling me, well, this family um, had a suicide, this family, there's a child now on drugs, you know, so I gained my own research. There's really no numbers Mm -hmm. written out there. And um, CASA, if you're not familiar, is a wonderful organization. It's C-A-S-A, and they help foster children, essentially, in the system, right? Not just foster children. They help uh, the children and families that um, are undergoing some legal challenges. Got it. Um, Okay. Yeah. Perfect. And, you know, life happens and legal challenges do happen because no one is perfect. And sometimes decisions are made that are not at the best at the time. And so there's organizations like that to help. And especially when it's for kids, because, you know, kids are learning and just because they might do something that's not, you know, perfect, you know, there's ways to help them and get back on a a better path. So I do have a friend who volunteers for CASA. So, um, well, and make a wish also is awesome in that when I was speaking to them, they really do try to include the other kids in the family, not just, the mm-hmm. one that's making the wish, they want everybody so that it's inclusive. And they, they gave me great details on what happens in families too. So I love that. Now you mentioned mentorship is the, the cornerstone of this program. Now, when you have someone, you know, seven to 18, are they having a 
adult mentor or another youth mentor? How do you generally structure that? Hi, Kitty. <laughs> yeah, this is Shadow. Um, yeah. So what I what I do is I'll take the volunteer and place them with the child that is most prevalent for them to work with. Um, it's mainly adults, but I am now getting um, some feedback that maybe a same age mentor. Well, I don't train them as well as I do with the adults. So now sure. I'm thinking about creating a training for teenagers. I, yeah, because I think that would be, especially for teens, being with another teen would be really Im- impactful. If, you know, if you're seven or eight, it's you're not going to have a seven or eight year old volunteer. Yeah. And but and having an, an adult who pays attention to them, does special things with them is a huge thing. It's it's like the brothers and sisters program. Right. But I think having especially for the teens, someone similar age and a high school especially would be super helpful. Well, and also with me gathering the children every three months, they're networking with themselves. I allow them exchange phone numbers and contact because they're both going through it. And so they can help each other through that, too. That's the other reason I love to get them together. So what kind of activity do you do every three months to bring everyone together? So this year I have planned to go to Bullwinkles, which is like... um, You know what Bullwinkles is. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're going to go on a short hike on one day, you know, like at Silver Falls. Um, bowling has been considered. I want to do things that make the kids interact, not going to movies or something where they're still quiet. So um, that's that's those are the things I, I like to do. So right now, bowling, hiking and Bullwinkles is on the schedule. I haven't figured out Q4 yet. And it's it's important, like you said, to not do do it where they're not talking and something engaging where they're getting off their devices. Yeah, because that's you know so much of life now is spent looking down at our phones and not interacting. So when you're having these sessions, it's super important to keep it engaging. And for those of you who don't know, Bullwinkles is a um, mini golf, uh, go kart, arcade, all all kinds of fun things. So it's actually fairly close to my house. <laughs> my son's 11 and that's one of his favorite places. He's like, mom, can we go? I'm like, dude, that's like 200 bucks every time. So <laughs> later on, maybe when it's warmer. <laughs> um, now, in addition to the quarterly support groups, what about one-on-one time? How does that work out? So I get the volunteer and the families to meet first. And then we, one, it's a get to know each other and then to set a schedule. Um, the schedules for, you know, the times they can get together. How is that going to be with whether it's Zoom or in person? Um, and then the agreement, whether the volunteer may take the child from the, I mean, there's a bunch of agreements before a volunteer even starts working with it so that we get the families interactive into this too. Um, so that's all up to the families between the families and the volunteer, what they set up. I don't dictate that. So you are the connector and the rule maker and do volunteers, can they apply the same way on the website? Yes. At, uh, kicking can- kicking cancer.org for volunteers right now. Perfect. And is it, do you mainly work in the Salem area and outlying areas right now? Well, I actually have some people that have just contacted me from California. I'm not sure how I'm going to do that one. I have um, some friends that like this organization, but we're not in California. I might just get them together 
mm-hmm. and see how that works. Um, and then Salem, Portland, Vancouver. I'm in mm-hmm. Albany. Mm-hmm. And so this whole I-5 corridor is where I'm working right now. Got it. So we'll, we'll say Portland Metro, et cetera. Yes. <laughs> so mainly here. And obviously the hope and goal is to continue to grow the program. So you would have resources in California and outlying areas because it is so important. And um, are you familiar with Camp Kesem? No. So um, it is an organization they was started back at Stanford in 2000, I believe. They provide a week of free summer camp for kids whose families have been affected by cancer. Oh, great. I'll so they're amazing. My son started going when he was seven. And so I will send you this information because um, it's something that could, I figure the more support we throw at people, the better. Um, oh, my I appreciate si- that. Thank you so much. Yes. And, but I will also continue to talk about the Pathways program because it is just, you know, like we're in Portland, there's multiple support organizations and we refer people to other ones for different needs. And, but I think your program in particular, the one-on-one aspect of it is so important. And the things they can learn from their mentor are just to have time. Because often when, as you know, when someone goes through cancer, it's, if there is children in the household, they're, they don't get the same amount of attention. And it's not from lack of wanting, it's lack of ability when a parent or even a sibling is going through cancer. Right. And what I, and what Kicking Cancer is doing right now, we're not just staying within our organization for the children. We're reaching out. Breast Friends and us have mm-hmm. had conversations, American Cancer Society and us and, and Baron have had conversations to refer their children to us because it's bigger than just us. Oh, 100%. Now, do the volunteers, do you ask for them to have experience in cancer in their life or what is, okay. And what do you tell them like the main goal for them is when they join the Pathways program? So they go through some training. Um, I am a communication coach. (laughs) I teach them how to speak. And in all positives, um, to listen and get the important stuff out of their, out of the child's communication, child or young adult, um, to see where the need is for them, because each child is different. And then um, I train them. We, we have monthly meetings, trainings. Um, I'm by phone. If something critical comes up, all the volunteers will have my phone number. And um, we just, it's all contact. It's all communication. And it might be different for each child what they need, you know, and also depending on their age, like some might want to play a board game just one-on-one or, you know, the older kids might want to go do something active. Um, If there is they want to go to to do something, whether it's go get a meal or a snack or go to a movie. Do you guys provide financial support for those activities? We have some funding for that too, yes. But we are looking for, you know, we're doing fundraisers. Mm-hmm. Barrett's awesome in um, helping us gain some, um, some funds for this program. And we're looking at grants at this time. That's awesome. What kind of um, feedback have you gotten from families who've gone through this program? Because I imagine it's not the kids giving the feedback. Um, What do their families say to you? 
So right now, like I said, COVID put a stop to everything. So we oh, that, yeah, don't makes have sense. a whole bunch right <laughs> now that have. My prior coaching, when I worked in the legal field, doing the same thing in the legal field, mm-hmm. um, the kids, I actually got judges telling me, those kids are more adult than their parents because I taught them how to communicate, how to um, really say their needs. And that's the whole intent behind this so that the communicate, these kids just don't shut down. They know they can talk and they know they can be heard. So. Well, and that's so important because, I mean, as the, the mother of a preteen and I have four older stepkids who've also all gone through those teen years and I, the, my older stepkids were around when I was, went through my two different diagnoses and we definitely sat down and we, we tried to give enough attention to them, but it's hard. Um, and they were only with us part-time, but still knowing that, you know, their stepmother who, who they loved was going through this was really challenging for them. And so we tried to do, my husband especially would take them and do like special things because I was tired. I didn't want to do anything else other than treat my cancer and rest. And um, I had a mom on a support group last night who has four children, is still working for full-time and going through chemo. And she she has severe mom guilt. And oh my gosh, I'm going to send her to you guys as well. Oh, perfect. <laughs> I, just, so, just and, thought- and I know we've only got a minute left, Michelle, but... Uh, we had, uh, it was really fun. Robert and I were vendors when you guys. Oh, we're losing you there, Baron. Sorry. And we had a great, uh, you guys did a great job of supporting the moms, but the moms probably have kids. And we, Robin, being a survivor herself, we just want to work really strong alongside you guys because you do your job, support the moms. We'll do our job, support the kids, and the whole family can get through this journey better. I love that. Well, Baron, we do have another segment, so we're fine. Um, We're going to take a quick break. But listeners, if you, again, need our services, please go to either kicking-cancer.org or breastfriends.org and to check out what's going on, to volunteer, to donate. And you can reach out to me at michellebeck at breastfriends.org. Stay with us. We will be back. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Thank you for listening today. Breast Friends needs your support. We rely on donations to continue our mission that no woman goes through cancer alone and to keep the show going. Please consider making a tax-deductible donation to Breast Friends. You can text BF Radio to 41444 or visit us at breastfriends.org to donate. You can also like us on Facebook at Breast Friends of Oregon or follow us on Instagram at Breast Friends PDX. Be sure to tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 p.m. Eastern Time for Breast Friends Cancer Support Network. wherever Alexa and Google are. At home, in the car, on your smart TV, and your connected devices. Hey Alexa! Hey Google! Play my favorite Voice America podcast on TuneIn. It's just that easy. But make sure you actually mention the name of the podcast show to make it work. 
Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You are tuned in to Breast Friends Cancer Support Network. To reach the program today, please call us at 1 866 472 5792. Again, that's 1 866 472 5792. You may also send an email to Michelle Beck at breastfriends.org. Now, back to the show. Thanks for staying with us. I'm Michelle, and I've got Baron and Robin here from kickingcancer.org. Now, Robin, we've been talking about the Pathways program, but before we jump back into that and kicking cancer overall, I wanted to highlight um, you have on Apollo, which um, in addition to Baron's bright pink t-shirt there your polo has the kicking cancer logo on it and so if anyone is interested you can go to the website and i'm imagining there's a shop tab and you can get your own polo in the appropriate cancer color and personalize with your name and this also helps provide sponsorship to the organization so if you can't do a large donation you can still buy a shirt and a portion of those proceeds go to kicking cancer so please go do that and support whoever is in your life who has whatever cancer because it's out there and I was listening to one of your shows, Baron, and talking about the cancer statistics, which just came out, I think, last week. Um, They're very sobering. And one of the ones that really struck me is by the end of their lives, one in two people will be diagnosed with some kind of cancer. And it's like, what the hell is going on? And as Sharon Hennepin said, it definitely has to do with the things we put in our body and around our body. So, you know, my little PSA for the day is eat better and pay attention to the things that you use on your body. And because the cancer rates are rising, not because cancer's well, cancer's pretty darn smart, unfortunately, but also because we don't take good enough care of ourselves sometimes. Well, in the, the episode that you are referencing, and again, they can go to Kicking Cancer Cares on any podcast service. Um, the one that you're referencing, the title is called Drilling In on the Numbers. And again, I'm just I'm just finding numbers off from American Cancer's website. But then, you know, I like to just put those numbers in perspective. Mm-hmm. And globally, 8.8 million people are predicted to get cancer globally. And yet in the United States, it's just a little shy of 2 million. So I thought, well, roughly 20% of the cases are going to come from the United States. What is, what's the population? Mm-hmm. We're only 4% of the world population accounting for 20% of the cases. And then Sharon, who, you know, your co-founder, she said, it's, it's thanks to that lovely American diet. Mm-hmm. Processed foods. I mean, as, as wonderful and as easy as they are, it's like Satan. Uh- <laughs> 
<laughs> and I, I for February, I am working on no fast food, cutting out carbs and sugar. So um, I, I've had one cheat meal last night because we went out and I needed to get out of my house because I've been sick. And um, boy, I still had a taco salad, but I ate those chips and I had a soda. But that was well, my yeah. one cheat one cheat meal. <laughs> and, and, I, and I would challenge you just to change a little phraseology because mm-hmm. people get on a diet, whatever diet they use, and they go, oh, this is my cheat meal. Well, the word cheat meal kind of makes you feel guilty because I cheated. True. You know? And so I say, live your life by the 70-30 rule. If you're trying to live your life 100%, 100%, you're going to start hating food. It's just not yep. fun anymore. So if 70% of your diet of your life is that good, healthy stuff, leave some room for some fun. And, it's and so, so important. Yeah. You just live your life by that 70-30 rule. And it's not a diet for me. It's I'm trying to do a lifestyle change because I, I've i had di- diagnosed with cancer twice and I have an 11-year-old son. I have a lot of life to live and I need to be here for him for a long time. And so I'm refocusing on that right now. So because it's it's important to take care of our, our own health, but as your programs do, they really get the family involved or take care of the, the children. Um Baron, what has been your greatest blessing from starting this organization? It was, it was actually during that first year. And my, my wife, um, she teaches at the police academy. And so I had taken her out there to the academy. She was going to teach a class. And they had this big sign in there. And, and really, every doesn't matter whether you're a sheriff or a police, whatever town, everybody in Oregon goes to this academy if you're going to be a police officer. And so their, their phrase was one voice, one mission. They were trying to get these police officers thinking the same way, right? And I thought, well, what a great statement. And so the blessing for me really has been meeting you and, you know, Gaden O'Robin, because I realized if, if nothing changes, if we don't make any changes in our society 20 years from now, Half of America is going to have cancer. One in two will have cancer. Mm-hmm. But this is a collective effort. So yes. for me, it really is. It's one voice, one mission, where we work alongside people like Breast Friends, you know, other organizations to collectively turn the tide on this vicious, vicious disease. Um, and the other, the other blessing is, you know, in doing these go teams and getting to know these people and, and seeing the change in their lives and, you know, this that gal that could barely walk the day of that 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 go team we had bands lined up and she got there her legs really weren't cooperating very well because the muscle dystrophy but then to see look on her face when we handed her ten thousand dollars and paid her house off oh. um, and i know robin can probably attest we did a go team last year for a three-year-old boy three-year-old boy in albany who had a brain tumor statistically he should not be alive today mm. because of the cancer he had we organized a fund helped. We helped facilitate a fundraiser in Albany, and that raised a little over twenty thousand yes. dollars. And I got to watch Robin hand the parents a check so that kid could get to Seattle for a clinical trial. And and he's beat it. He's beating this cancer that shouldn't be beatable. I mean, you can't put a dollar amount on those kind of moments. That is amazing, and it it just fills your heart so much. And like you said, it is we're all in this together. We all have our our roles to play in terms of 
information and and support and mentorship. But one thing your organization also does is you have an educational component. Can you talk about that? Um, we, again, quarterly, we put together clinics. Um, I actually have a meeting on Monday with the one that's going to be in Vancouver, Washington on March the 18th. And the title for that one is called Taking Your Power Back. Mm. And we have four amazing speakers lined out um, to come in. The, that one's a free event. You go up to it and people can, again, if you follow me on Facebook, I'm Baron Robinson, and then in parentheses it says Kicking Cancer Guy. Um, and then we put these. Baron, we might be losing you for a second, but so I'm going to jump in here. And so listeners, if you are interested in finding this event, I believe he said it was March 18th, you can well, go. The purpose for the education oh. piece is to give you the oh. oh. did, did I get back? You're back now. You're in and out. But I was just telling our listeners, if they're interested in the event, to go to your Facebook page, which is Baron Robinson, Robeson Kicking Cancer Guy. And all of those details will be there um, with a flyer. And I've, I've heard about these events before. And education is so important because there's so much bad information out there. And having a, a subject like that, like how to take back your power is really critical because so many people, myself included, when they're diagnosed with cancer or some other traumatic disease, they have no control. And that is the worst feeling. So being able to go through the process and take back that that power and the feeling of like, okay, I've got this is amazing. So doing these quarterly um, programs are wonderful. And, and on, our, on our website, when they go to educate, We've actually got a resources library. There's shorter, there's shorter little videos you can watch um, with everything from food to exercise to how to reduce your stress, you know, how to get better sleep because all those components are important. And, you know, the education piece, quite honestly, if we're actually going to turn a tide on this disease, we've got to start educating 25-year-olds. You know, when they think they're invincible, because guess what? 20 years from now, they're 45. <laughs> Um, it, it, you know, I'm 59, and I'm trying to live that life where I don't get cancer. But if I could find a way to talk to the younger generation, mm-hmm. we can turn a tide on this disease. Oh, 100%. Education, education, education. Breast Friends just partnered with the Know Your Lemons organization, which gives signs for early detection of breast cancer. So any program that is out there providing this information, I highly recommend because you can get diagnosed with cancer at any age. Obviously, your chances are higher as you get older. But unfortunately, even with breast cancer, women are getting diagnosed in their early 20s and it's later stage. It's more aggressive. And so we need to educate everyone. I I really think honestly, starting in high school and with Things to look for about your own body, learning to know your own body, no matter what type of cancer. If something feels wrong, say it. Be your own advocate. Well, and you talk about the younger generation. Um, I recently was listening to a doctor who was talking about breast cancer specifically, and he said, if we truly want to turn the tide on new cases of breast cancer, selenium you know, something you can buy at any grocery store. Just go to the vitamin section and buy selenium. 
And if, if women in their late teens, early 20s, if they started taking a daily dose of selenium 20 years from now, you would see an 80% reduction in new cases with that one thing alone. Interesting. I'm not familiar with that. I will have to check it out. Yeah. But again, oh. if, if no one tells people this, then mm-hmm. we keep doing what we've been doing and what we're doing is not working. Yeah. So Baron, we're almost out of time, a couple more minutes, but what are your hopes for kicking cancer? Where do you want to take it? If, if money were no object, what would you do? Um, we actually have we started conversations on how to create communities. So kind of like chapters, but not exactly. And we, we want to take this thing global. Um, our social media presence is global. The listeners to our podcast has gone global. But we want little tiny communities, kicking cancer communities all over the world. And then once that community is established and they've got some momentum going, then Robin could then effectively get pathways in these communities. Um, So to your question, um, kicking cancer is a global movement and we want to effectively create communities throughout the whole world. I love that. Now, Robin, what has been the greatest blessing for you in being able to set up the Pathways program, really based on your own journey? The greatest blessing for me is seeing these, this youth really start living their lives and not feeling guilty and taking on all of the heartaches, headaches, shoulder pressure, Um, And stepping out and being the one that may change this world. You know, I I just see this youth. These youth are our future. And if we're not supporting them through this journey and other journeys, you know, there may not be a hope. But I have great hope with us going in and supporting these kids that they're going to change the world. I love that. Thank you so much. And thank you for being here today. Where, um, again, so Baron, tell our listeners where they can find all of your information, please. If they want the podcast, you know, just whatever podcast service you use, it's called Kicking Cancer Cares. That's our podcast. Um, I think we're for like 70 or 75 different podcasts. Um, and then if they want to just go to our website, it's kicking or kicking-cancer.org. Um, the Pathways program is only support, the GOTI is only support, the education resources libraries and education, they're all there. Um, you know, in our in our last moments here, I, you know, I just want to say how fortunate I feel to have met for us friends to have you know, done that climb for Becky um, and to yes. partner with you guys because you've got the women, they've got the breast cancer and they have kids and they need Robin. Well, thank you both so much for being here today. It has been my pleasure and I cannot wait to reform more people over there because you are you are doing the good work. So listeners, again, you can go to kicking-cancer.org or breastfriends.org to find out more information about what we can all do for you. Um, if you need our services, you can also donate on both of those websites. So please do if you would like to find past episodes of uh, this podcast, Breast Friends Cancer Support Network, we're on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel, all the major podcast platforms, or you can watch the episodes on the Breast Friends YouTube channel. You can email me at michellebeck at breastfriends.org. You can find me on social media at I Never Liked Pink, and we rise by lifting each other. And we will be back next week. So until then, remember, we rise by lifting each other. Have a great day. 
Thank you for listening to Breast Friends Cancer Support Network. Please join Michelle Beck again next Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. We rise by lifting each other.